0: Love Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And welcome to the Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your host, Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, president and founder of the Women in the Word Ministries, and this is In Search of the Truth, coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States of America. This is episode 1755 to God be the glory for the things he has done and is yet doing in the lives of his people. You can listen to this uh program on computer by uh, tagging on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom. Or you can dial in 319-527-6091. 319-527-6091. The Bible declares in Psalm 119, verse 160, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy judgments endure forever. John 17:17 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And John 8:32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So if you're looking for freedom tonight, or you're looking for deliverance tonight, or you're looking for encouragement tonight, you'll find it in the Word of God. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, and what you're yet doing in the lives of your people. We thank you, Lord, for yet another day, the opportunity that you're giving us to praise, worship, glorify, and magnify your name today. And another opportunity, Lord, to sit around your throne of grace, Lord, to study, you, to show ourselves approved, to hear what your spirit is speaking into us, and to glean from the truths in your word even on tonight ask you, God, that you would give us clarity, you would give us understanding, but most of all, Lord, you would give us application. Lord, hide me behind the cross, so they might not see me or hear me, but they would see you high and lift up, and they would hear your voice speaking to their spirit. Let your seed fall on good ground, and let your your, your seed take root on that good ground, and spread forth and become much and many in their life as you prepare them for greater and better things in this new year. We thank you again for who you are, for what you're yet doing. Get your glory, Lord, and get your praise. In the mighty, matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we do pray with much thanksgiving. Amen and glory to your name, O God. The topic tonight... It is something that we all go through from time to time, no matter where you are in your Christian walk. You know, And even if you're not on your Christian walk, you go through this as well. But I say that to say that even in your Christian walk, you'll go through this as well. Well, I praise God because he doesn't throw his hands up and say they'll never get it and he he doesn't turn his back on us instead what he does is he encourages us to go further so the topic tonight is going to talk about struggling with doubt struggling with doubt and we're going to learn something from the word of God as we look at the scripture found in the gospel according to Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 17, the gospel according to Mark, chapter 9, beginning at verse 17, and there you'll find these words. In the King James Version, it reads this way, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he tears him, and he foams, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And how long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground, wallowing and foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it casts him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw... that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and ran him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. The word of God for the people of God to glorify God. And if I was choosing a topic this evening, it simply would be when struggling with doubt when struggling with doubt. And as I said at the onset, doubt is something that we all deal with from time to time. Depending on the dilemma, depending on the circumstance, depending on the situation, depending on what's going on, we all, man, woman, boy, girl, saved, unsaved, we struggle with doubt. Can it happen? Will it happen? Will it happen to me? Can I get out of it? Will I be able to get out of it? Will he cover me? Won't he cover me? Doubt. In the world today, doubts and unbeliefs are strengthened through the educational system, through our entertainment systems, our court systems. Even our government kind of strengthens our our doubts and unbeliefs. And think that not strange because the Bible is going to let us know that that is something that is going on, especially in this day and age. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Yeah, yeah, the Bible talks about that. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, we read even further where the word of God says, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So we're looking at how, the world and how the Bible backs up and tell us that our unbelief and our doubts are strengthened daily, occasional system through entertainment, etc cetera, etc, cetera. and even more so in this time, why? because of something I call biblical illiteracy, and what I mean by that is Folk just not into the Bible like they should be and and that and that and i'm and I have to say I'm going to say people who are following Christ aren't in their Bible as often as they should be, amen, they take it uh you know a little bit of snack on it. All right, And then when hard times come, it's a little hard for them to pull a scripture out to speak to the situation because they haven't been studying to show themselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so they began to waver and to be tossed to and fro, and doubt seems to overcome them even more readily because there's nothing to fight against it, biblical illiteracy. Even in, in in this time, there used to be a time, whether you were a studied churchgoer or not, or whether you uh, was was a, a believer or not, you knew something about the Bible. You heard it spoken of in your house. You heard it spoken of somewhere that some of the, some of the stories that are related in the Bible, you heard about those things, uh, some basic things, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's biblical. You heard different things like that going on. But in the world that we live in right now, more and more biblical illiteracy is spreading and sec- human secularism is taking over. All right, And what's happening is, as these things began to converge on us on the daily, it causes us to doubt, here it is, the power of God. So when you couple uh, human secularism along with uh, postmodern rejection of absolutes, and then you, you douse that with the church's half-hearted adherency to God's word, and you begin to wonder why believers and unbelievers, they, they, they suffer the same type of doubt. There's no bounce back. There's, there's no difference. Well, that's the reason why. Because hope has been made dim and doubt has begun to win. Surely the Bible tells us that those types of things are going to happen. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The adversary has blinded the eye of the unbeliever, but I'm going to take it a step further. We've been blinded. We're talking about believers now, and we've, and that causes us. We've been blinded by not wanting to get into the word or, or not making that word a holding ourselves accountable to that word or sitting up under soft preaching, as I call it, and, and, and soft teaching, not holding me accountable, not holding us accountable for anything. And when that begins to occur, when the struggles of life, when the storms of life, uh, present themselves to us, we're flying off the handle, and we're beginning to doubt the power of God based on how big our problems are. And sometimes, 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 child of God, you begin to think that your problem, here it is, is too big for God. Hmm. What about that? And as God's word and God himself is marginalized in your own mind, unbelief creeps in. Doubt creeps in and begins to get a stronghold, begins to get a grip on you. But all is not lost. All all is not lost. Thank God for Jesus. All is not lost. And, and, And here it is. Here it is. You've seen the power of God work in your life before, or you've seen it work in other people's life. But 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 what happens when we are faced with large looming circumstances and we began to struggle with doubt? What do you do and where Can you turn to so that you can get the fortification that you need, the renewal of your hope that you need to assure yourself that God can and God will get you out? That God can and God will deliver you, that God can and God will heal you, that God can and that God will when you, child of God, are struggling
1: with doubt.
0: Well, let's take a look at This uh, evident, this, uh, this uh, recording in a gospel according to Mark, because it's going to give us uh, uh, a, 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 an outline, if you will, a blueprint, if you will, of what we need to do and where we can turn to, or rather should I say who we can turn to, so that we do not let this spirit of fear and this spirit of doubt and unbelief overtake us in our dire situations. So let's look. Come on, come with me to Mark chapter 9. we am going to look at this a little bit line by line, a little bit precept by precept. I read in your hearing Mark chapter 9, uh, verses 17, all the way down to verse 29. But I want you to not miss some of the golden nuggets, if you will, that are within these passages that I guarantee will st- will strengthen you if you're struggling with doubt even uh, today perhaps as you're listening to this uh, podcast you might be um, struggling with doubt because of something that has uh, presented itself unaware in your life and just like suddenly bam you wake up is there full force or how about this a little bit down the road, it might appear, and I want you to be strengthened and prepared so that you won't fall into the struggle with doubt. Amen. All right, so let's take a look. Let's take a look. First, verse, seven, verse seventeen tells us that one of the multitude answered and said, "Master, I brought um, him. Um, I brought uh, have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit." Now, I want you to stop for a minute because what happens is that there is a Gathering And Jesus' disciples show up first, and the crowd comes to see them as they're waiting for Jesus to come. Jesus is not in the midst as of yet, and the crowd comes uh, to them and began to ask them certain questions. Uh, um, certainly we don't know which questions because the word of God doesn't tell us. But we can assume that there are some questions going on concerning this man's son. And how do I know? Because verse 17 says that the man speaks up when Jesus does show up and asks the scribes, why are you questioning my disciples? And asks the crowd also, why are you questioning my disciples? And the man in the midst of the crowd, Bible, the Bible says in verse 17, stands up and says, well, look, master, I brought to them my son. I brought my son to your disciples, right? And he has a dumb spirit. And this spirit, check it out, this spirit that my son, this is the man talking, that my son has, all right, sometimes it tears him. In other words, it torments him. Just all of a sudden, he could be fine one minute, and the next minute, he's tormented. And he begins to wallow and foam and grind his teeth and murmur to himself. And here's here's the deal, Jesus. I brought him to your disciples that they could cast this demon out of my son. And here it is. And they could not do it. So we see the uh, circumstance that this man is in. We see the urgency of his situation. And we see that he's brought him to the right place, but he took him to the wrong people. At that point in time, he took them to the disciples. Why now we have to imagine that this man had heard about jesus and jesus's followers, his disciples, and what powers that they had had to cast out demons and to heal the sick and and all of that all right and no doubt he heard not only could uh jesus's disciples were able to do this time and again, but of course Jesus himself was the main line, one, to be able to do that. So here the man thought, since the disciples had come into that town, certainly Jesus was not far behind them. But, hey, how about I take my son to the disciples who have been following Jesus for so long and witness these miracles and even on occasion has done some of those things himself. Yeah, that's Matthew 10, uh, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. You need to read that. We can get a minute where it says that Jesus anointed them that they might cast out devils and all of those types of things but let me move on with the story so the man says well i'll take up to the disciples and they should be able to do something but he gets here and is discouraged and doubt begins to set in because he explains to us the reader and to jesus when jesus asked what was going on he said i took my son who has this dumb spirit to your disciples and to have them cast that devil out of my son, and they could not do it. Yeah, that's verse 18, and here it is. And Jesus, listen, in verse 19, says to the man and to the people, listen, O faithless generation, oh, in other words, O you that doubt, you that struggle with doubt, you that are tossed with unbelief, O oh, faithless generation, how long shall I have to prove myself? He says, be with you, prove myself to you. How long? And how long do I have to be with you before you can realize that I can and will do the impossible? How long? Bring your son to me. You see that? It's right there in verse 19. He's not only talking to the crowd, but he's also talking to that man. And anybody else that's going to listen. And tonight, I'm not only talking, and I've been in those places, so so I'm not trying to put myself above anybody. There's been times that I've struggled with doubt. Amen. And if you're honest with yourself, you struggle with it yourself. Amen. All right. And Jesus identifies and says, you, you, you're you struggling. You're doubtful. Oh, faithless generation, Lord, bring him to me. How many miracles do I have to perform in your presence before you realize I am God? The Lord speaks that to us, too. How many things do, how many mountains do I have to move in your life before you realize that I'm the same God that can do anything but fail? How many uh, trials do I have to bring you through before you realize I'm the same God that can handle this one too? Bring your problems, bring your burdens, bring them to me. So remember the questions I asked, what do you do when you're struggling with doubt? What do you do? Where do you turn? Bring them, hold it, not to your friend. Bring them, not to your prayer partner, and prayer partners are wonderful, but bring them to Jesus. So verse 20 says, and they bought him to him. In other words, they bought the man's son to Jesus. And when Jesus saw the man's son, look what happened. Verse 20, the, the verse says, straightway the spirit tore him, tormented him. And he fell to the ground, wallowing and foaming. Spirits start to show up as soon as you bring, and hey, listen, when you bring your burdens, and you bring your trials, you bring your situations, your circumstances, your dire straits to Jesus, sometimes they don't get better right away. How about this? Sometimes they get worse. Well, how do you know? I just read it right here. As soon as the man brought the son to Jesus, the the spirit starts showing off. It's right there. It tormented the son right in front of Jesus, right? So much so that, that the son falls on the ground and starts wallowing around and foaming at the mouth. Sometimes those problems seem to intensify when you bring them to Jesus. And you know what? That's the trick. Here it is. That's the trick of the enemy to get you to think that you took the problem to the wrong person, that you should have tried to resolve it yourself, or that you should have succumbed to the circumstances. That's how the enemy does. And, and what he does is he points and says, see, because now, if, since you took it, it's going to get worse. See, and the enemy is trying to get you, here it is, to doubt what God can do. Child of God, don't you know nothing's too hard for God? Don't you know that God is the God of impossible, that he can do anything but fail? So we read right here in verse 20 that when the man took the child or the young man or his son to see Jesus, when Jesus said, well, bring him to me, the spirit starts showing off and tormenting the, the young lad, and, and he fell on the ground and, and started wallowing and foaming. And Jesus is watching this commotion. And in verse 21, he asks the father, well, how long has this been going on? How long has it been going on since this came into him? And the father said, listen, the father said, of a child. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Sometimes we allow our situations to continue torment us and we struggle with them trying to fix it ourselves instead of trying instead of taking it immediately to jesus and now it has blossomed into something way beyond our own imagination and parameters and now we take it to him and in this case listen in this case jesus said well how long has this been going on with your son and the father said since he was a child so our assumption is when we're reading this that this lad this son is no longer a child no longer five six seven eight nine ten he's probably 13 14 15 something like that a young lad And the father has been dealing with this problem that his son has had with this spirit that has entered into his son and tormented his son for a long time. And finally, he decides to take him to Jesus. And Jesus looks at the boy and says to that young says to the father, well, how long has this been going on? Saints and friends, I'm saying to you this evening. Stop it. Stop toiling with that trial with that dilemma, with that circumstance, with that situation, and take it to Jesus. Where do you turn when you're struggling with doubt? Where do you turn when you deal with unbelief? Where do you turn when it gets hard to deal with? Take it to Jesus. Don't wait till it becomes something you definitely can't handle. How about taking it, talking to myself this evening? Amen. All right. Look at verse 22. Verse 22 says this, and oft times, here's, here's a father. The father said this happened since he was a child, and, and, and Jesus, it's serious, because oft time, verse 22 says, it casts him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. Y'all see that? Stop for a minute. This spirit has caused his son to want to commit suicide. Sometimes things get so overwhelming, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to handle it. And it is pressing you down. You can't handle it. Take it to Jesus. Take your burdens to the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Because Jesus says, cast your burdens upon me. Care for you. Don't let it weigh you down. Take it to Jesus. Where do you turn? What can you do? Take it to Jesus. You can't handle it. But he can. So let's read the rest of verse 22. He says it tries to destroy him and cast him into the fire. he tries to drown him and all that stuff. And here it is. Here's a desperation cry. Here it is. But if thou can do anything. Have compassion on us, and help us. how about when we take this burden, when we take this dilemma, when we take this situation, when we take this trial, this problem, whatever you want to call it, to Jesus? The man said, but and have compassion and help us. That's what you're saying to him. Put your pride aside, you can't handle it, but Jesus can, and ask him to help Lord. I can't do this by myself. Lord, I've even tried and look where it's at now. Have compassion on me and help me. Yeah. That 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 that's what the man said. That's what the man said. All right. Look, look, look. Verse 23. And Jesus gave him some assurance. Didn't fuss at him. Didn't grumble, didn't complain. He gave him some assurance. What did he say? If you can only believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That's some, that's some great words of assurance. He said, if you can only believe, all things are possible. You've taken him to the right place. Now, you only have to believe that I can do this, even this. Jesus is saying, it's not hard for me. If only you can believe all things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that has no doubt. All things are possible to him who has faith. All things, not some things, not a little bit of things. All things, Jesus said, are possible to him that believes. Where do you turn to? Where do you go? You go to Jesus. You give it to him. And be honest, help me, Lord. I can't do this by myself. And then you'll hear him speak to you. All things are possible if you'll just believe me. Look at verse 24. Verse 24 says, And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Don't miss it. Lord, I believe. And I've seen you do it for others, but will you do that for me? When we're struggling with doubt, even after we hear an assuring word through the word or through Christ himself speaking to us in our plea and prayer, sometimes we still, right in, in his face, say, Lord, I do believe you, but can you handle this one? This, this, is, this is real big, God. Can you handle this one? I've seen you do that for them over there, but will you do that for me as well? Lord, I believe that you have all power to heal, deliver, and set free, but this is a toughie. Can you do it for me? Can you handle this one? Will you do it for me? The doctors can't diagnose what's going on in my body. And I believe that you're Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals all manners of sickness and diseases. But can you heal this one, Lord? I'm struggling with my finances, and foreclosure is about to happen on my house, and I got bills to pay. And I heard that you're Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God who provides. But can you handle this one? And the man said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Can you handle this one? And I get so excited about this because, again, I'm telling you, these are the things that we do when we struggle with doubt. And Jesus speaks to us and tells us, if you would only believe. And then we still get in his face and say, Lord, you know what? I do believe you. But how about this one right here? Uh, Can you handle this one? Look at verse 25. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto them, or unto the spirit, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. Do you see that? No, I think you missed it. Back in verse uh, uh, 17, or so, it's seventeen. The man said, Master, I brought my son to your disciples, and he has a dumb spirit. But when we look at verse twenty-five, Jesus rebukes the foul spirit and he says, Oh no, you're not a dumb spirit, you're a dumb and death spirit. And I charge you to come out of him and enter into him no more. What am I saying? When we turn to Jesus, he will really identify the root cause of the problem. He's not going to just deal with the symptoms. He's going to get to the root cause of the problem. He's going to get to the heart of the matter. The man said the boy, the lad had a dumb spirit, but Jesus said it's a foul spirit that is deaf and dumb. And here it is, and Jesus said, it doesn't matter that it's like it's a double whammy going on here. I say, come out of him. Power and authority. Jesus is going to get to the root of your problem. He's not going to deal with the symptoms. He's going to go to the root of the problem. Why? Because he want to remove the root of the problem. When you remove the roots of the problem, the problem no longer exists. When you just deal with the symptoms, you still have the underlining problem. Our Lord Jesus Christ deals with the whole problem. He goes to the root of the problem, the heart of the matter. And he begins dealing with it from there. And that's what he did with this man's uh, young son. He says, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and enter into him no more. Jesus dealt with the heart of the matter and cast that demon totally out of that young boy and forbade him to even return. Cast your cares on Jesus because he cares for you, and he'll deal with the root of the problem and cast it out. Yes, he will. But look at, look at, look at, look at verse 26. Look at verse 26, very curious. It says, and the spirit cried and tore the young man sore and came out of him. And the young man was as one dead in so much the people say he is dead. You know what? Sometimes you struggle with something so long and for so hard and you give it to Christ and he relieves you of that particular thing. Now you're exhausted. You're spent. And people looking at you and saying, man, that really beat him up. but that really took a lot out of them and all this stuff. No, you know what that is? That's a sign of now you need to be restored. Now you need to be renewed. Now you need to be refreshed. Because we can let problems, situations, circumstances, and trials and dilemmas and such overwhelm us to the point that it is breaking us down. And then we be taken to Jesus and Jesus handles the root of the problem. We're exhausted. We're spent. Now we need to be refreshed. Now we need to be restored. Now we need to be rejuvenated. And that's what I like because in verse 27, that's exactly what Jesus does. Look at it. It says, But Jesus took. The boy by the hand lifted him up, and the young man, or the lad, arose. Jesus restored him. Yeah, Jesus restored him. Jesus refreshed him. Jesus rejuvenated him. After you cast your cares upon the Lord and really give it to Him, and He meets meets you at, at, at the root of the problem and, and takes care of all that. Yeah, you're going to be exalted and all that, but then get refreshed. How do you get refreshed? Get into the Word. That's how you get, get in. Get around the fellowship of the saints, Lord. Let them continue to pray over you and pray for you, and you get up under the Word and you start digesting that Word, and you're going to be renewed and you're going to be refreshed because guess what? You got a testimony to tell, Amen, and a God to glorify hmm yeah yeah I'm, I'm telling you right look at look at when you're struggling with doubt what do you do you take it to jesus right you admit you can't handle this problem all by yourself and you allow him to do it he'll speak words of comfort into you and then he's going to meet you just at the point of your need and he's not going to deal with the symptoms he's going to go to the heart of the problem and then he's going to realize hey now i need to refresh them now they need to be restored now they need to be rejuvenated That's what Jesus did to this young boy, took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose, the Bible says. And when he was coming to the house, talking about Jesus, came into the house, like after all the commotion, right? His disciples asked him privately, Jesus, why couldn't we cast that spirit out of that boy? Why couldn't we do that? Verse 29 says, And Jesus has simply said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Don't miss it. Sometimes it's not just enough for you to pray. Sometimes it's not just enough for you to get with the prayer warriors. Sometimes it's not just enough for you to get in the Word and pray. Jesus says sometimes, Things will only come out. Mountains will be moved when not only you pray, but you fast. What are we talking about? Turning something down and replacing that something with God. Turn that plate down and the time that it took you to deal with that plate, amen, get into that word. Digest that. Prayer and fasting. Tag team. Why? Why? Because in this event, that young lad had a tag team spirit, deaf and dumb spirit. And Jesus said, this kind comes out by, here's my tag team. It's called prayer and fasting. What are you praying for? You're praying for more faith to believe. Amen. And admitting that there are times when you you are beginning to be overwhelmed, unbelief. So you're praying, Lord, increase my faith. That's That's a good, good prayer. And he'll do that. You're praying that you remember about past deliverance. Lord, you did it, that you brought me through this, you brought me through that. Hey, you know what? I believe you can bring me through this too. And then you, 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 you couple that with fasting, being willing to turn something down and replace it with more word, replace it with more time spent with God. And when you do that, like Jesus said, you're going to be released. And then when you're released, Jesus is going to restore you. He's going to refresh you. He's going to renew you when you come out. What do you do when you're struggling with doubt? Well, you you, you turn to Jesus. You admit you can't handle it. You give it to God. He's compassionate. He can meet it at the root of the problem. He's not going to deal with the symptoms. He's going to deal with the root of the problem. And then, and then, you seek to be restored through the word. And remember, like I said, like Jesus said here, pray fast. There's one more thing I want to add to this, though. Let us not forget to thank God and praise him when he gets you out of that dilemma, when he frees you from that situation, that trial, that circumstances, when he delivers you, when he heals you, when he provides for you, when he sets you free, let's not Forget to give him the glory and forget to give him the praise and tell somebody that he still delivers, that he still hears, that he still sees, that he still sets free, that he still heals, that he's still God, that there's still hope. And we don't have to doubt. Psalm 34:19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will, will matter of fact, it says, shall. Deliver them out of them all. Not maybe, not might be, not could be, not would be, but will, shall deliver out of them all. That's a mighty promise from the word of God that should increase our hope, that should increase, increase our faith, and should diminish doubt, because doubt and faith cannot exist in the same parameters. You have faith or you doubt, but we're overcoming doubt. With faith, our faith is being increased because we're giving it to Jesus, and we're believing, like he said, that he will not only do it for other people, but he'll do it for you, he'll do it for me, and he'll do it about that situation, that nothing is too hard for God. Turn to Jesus. Fast and pray. He'll surely bring you out. He's the God of the hills and the valleys. He sits high and he looks low and he's concerned about you and everything that is going on in your life. He's looking to show himself strong in your life. So don't doubt he can and he will work it out when struggling with doubt. Take it to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Fast and pray. Let him handle the situation. Don't you pick it back up again. Let him handle it. Refresh yourself rather in the word. Renew yourself rather in the word. Draw closer to him so that your hope is renewed, so that your faith is increased. That's what you do, and that's who you turn to when you're struggling with doubt. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I know I said a lot today, and it talked about doubt, and it talked about unbelief, and it talked about a a number of things, but the Word of God, it's a good word. And it takes us from point A to point B in order to bring us into the realization that we can't do nothing without Jesus. We can't do anything without God. You can't handle this thing by yourself, and you need to get a relationship with him. If you don't have one, you need one. And if you have a relationship, it needs to be strengthened. But I want to talk to those who don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're struggling, and you're going through. And the world is beating you down and telling you there's no hope. Well, the devil is a liar. Your hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can confess him today because you need him today. Man has a condition. It's called sin. And the Bible says all of sin comes short of the glory of God. And because of that, there's a destination for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So you have a choice, life or death. And God has given a provision here. God commanded his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so now he gives us the invitation. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if any man hear my voice and opens the door, I'll come in to him and I will sup with him and he will be with me. For so whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be, not maybe, might be, shall be saved, delivered, set free. So now you got a decision to make, and it's real easy. Easy as A B C. Admit that you're a sinner. Admit you need help. Admit you need God. Be believe that He can do anything but fail, and see confess Him. For if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God raised Him for the dead, the Bible says you will be saved. You shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation there you have it stop struggling give it to God and get a relationship with him and and look I invite you to pray this prayer it's so easy Lord Jesus I confess to you that I'm a sinner I believe that you are the son of God I believe that you died for my sin and that God raised you from the dead. Now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. Please come into my life today. Forgive me of all my sins and save my soul. Thank you, dear Jesus, for hearing my prayer and saving my soul. In Jesus' name, I pray with much thanksgiving. Amen. And thanks to friends of God. If you you prayed that prayer, guess what? Bible says you are saved. The Bible says you're delivered. The Bible says you're set free. And so now I welcome you into the family of God. And today you can begin your new life in Christ. For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things, they've passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yeah, you're still going to have some trials. You're still going to have some tribulations. But now you've got God on your side who never leaves you or forsakes you. Now, here's what I want you to do is that in order to live this life more abundantly, you'll need to seek out, find, and connect with a Bible-believing, a Bible-teaching church or congregation because you want to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you want to learn about the many promises that God has for you in his word. Amen? Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome. Welcome to the family of God. Brother Rob, putting it in your hands now. Amen, amen.
1: Wow, that, that, that this is a great program tonight, Evangelist Cheryl. Um, I really appreciate it. I know um, everybody out there heard you. Loud and clear that a lot of us are Bible illiterate. I remember, you know, um, when I was a child, they wanted to encourage everyone to read, and they had... Uh, this bookmobile called Riff, and it was mm-hmm. basically stood for reading is fundamental. And I wish we can start our own little Bible thing where, you know, we have a, a Biff, you know, the Bible is fundamental. <clears throat> you know, and, oh, uh, amen. Just to, you know, uh, let you know that uh, we here at Purpose Kingdom Network, you know, if you are in need of a Bible, you can contact us via email at purposekingdomnet@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Just jot us a line and let us know that you're in need of a Bible, and we will go ahead and we will uh, go ahead and send one out to you. All right, and uh, so I'm going to go into the announcements real quickly. This is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you're listening to us online or you're listening to us via phone, appreciate your listenership and your support, and we thank those that share with their friends and family members to let them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. All right, now. Uh, Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live broadcast, we do have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you can just press the number 1, and we'll get you in as quickly as we can. All right? And also, just to let you know that uh, we do invite you to like our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. We you can uh, see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements right there on that media page. Also, we do have um, media pages on Instagram and Twitter, which is Purpose underscore Kingdom. All right. And um, we do have a, a radio network, which is pknradio.com. There you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. And, uh, just uh, tell your friends and, and family members that we do have a radio network and uh, just check it out. All right, and uh, tomorrow evening at the 8:30 p.m. hour, uh, we will be back uh, with the show Self Expressions, and that's going to be hosted by Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. Uh, so feel free to tune in tomorrow with guys we guys busting once again 8:30, Self Expressions, and it's going to be hosted by Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. Okay, and uh, with that, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to hand uh, everything back over to Evangelist Cheryl, and a uh, great show, Evangelist Cheryl. I uh, really enjoyed it.
0: Amen. To God be the glory for the things he has done and what he's yet doing within our lives. And I like that, that B-I-F Bible is fundamental. Yes, it is. It's basic instructions before leaving earth, and we need to uh, be able to get into that word and let that word get into us. And again, I love the Word of God because it gives us examples about what it is, and it, it meets us where we are and if we're honest, we need to say, "Yeah, this is where I am, and now my remedy now my solution is in the Word of God and this uh, evening we found a solution in Mark chapter nine verses seventeen to twenty nine when we're struggling with doubt, when we're struggling with unbelief, when we're struggling with little faith. Uh, Jesus doesn't fuss at us. Jesus doesn't lay us out. What he does instead is he encourages us by saying, if you only believe, all things will be possible. And then he goes about meeting us at our point of need. That's That's what I love about him. Amen. And so what we do is we turn to him and we cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. And we believe that he can and will bring us out of whatever it is, and to hear this, nothing, absolutely nothing is too hard for God. He's the God of the impossible. He's the God of the hills and the valleys. Everything is under his control and in his hand. And he can do anything but fail. Amen? Amen. So I leave that with you even on this evening. And I praise God for you. And until next time, let the Word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. I am Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, and you've been listening to In Search of the Truth. I bid you peace and God's blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus blessed. He raised me. I will will not lose. lose. He saved me. I will not lose. 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 I will not known that we want to see you down. I will not move. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?